0: Good afternoon, fellow Gunners, and welcome to another installment of Canon Talk. I'm your Morning, my co-host as usual. Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? Two matches to discuss at took place this week. Um, firstly, we took on a buoyant Man United side, who, you know, felt very good after, you know, I think it was three wins in row or two wins against, you know, top European opposition and a draw against Chelsea, and I think they probably fancied the chances of beating us.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, must say, going into the game, uh, when you saw the, you know, the media uh, or the you know, the football pundits and, and various football shows, I mean, we, the way they made it out to be, it was almost like they were uh, Man United were gonna uh, wipe the floor with us, because you know with them coming off the five 0 win over Leipzig, everybody thought, you know, we're gonna be on a on a hiding to nothing there.
1: No, I, I also felt that not that I thought we were gonna get the hiding, but I didn't think we would. You know, I thought we would. Uh... In the good year, in our probably previous podcast of last week, that we had probably thought a draw would be good enough for us, but um, it just shows how you know football can change in a week. Because boy, you know we we, we came there to put a performance of a of a decade, you could say. Yeah,
0: because I mean we went. You know, uh, as we I think, as you now just mentioned that what the uh, talk we had last week. Uh, We already said if we're going to go down the path of Leipzig, you know, going uh, toe-to-toe with them, it's going to end up, you know, really blowing up in your face. Whereas we went in more, uh, you know, in a more controlled, disciplined sense. You know, a a bit of that we were lacking, say, prior in in the bigger clashes that we were, you know, overturned away from home against uh, City and Liverpool. And uh, they had more of a kind of take of, uh, the run that we were talking about, with the FA Cup running, or the yeah, the FA Cup running, in that last uh, league game against Liverpool that we faced, where we also started the kind of experiment and, and of this, almost like nullifying them, the opposition, and then slowly but surely, you know, you just start cramp- cranking up the the pressure, and you start you know just dominating the position position stakes as well. So going three four two one, I mean, it was somewhat different to what we normally would expect the three. Uh, what was normally Arteta's favourite, the 3-4-3. But you could actually see with, uh, say, Partey and Nini coming in, you needed not two guys to are really mobile. And look, remember we spoke also about uh, something that frustrates a bit with Xhaka. You know, as much as he he gives his CZs all to the cause. But I mean, you can see he does struggle with pace. And for a game like this, you know, when you had people like, like El Nini and, and Thomas Partey play, people like Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba nearly took, you know, wiping
1: them yeah. out. You know. uh, it was such a pleasant sight to see Arsenal dominating the midfield battle. Like, you know, we've always complained about not being strong enough, but Elneny's partnership and Partey was immense. Like, you know, El Elneny always gives Partey that freedom to say, OK, you know, go do what you want, sort out the tackles, and I'll be able to clean up any mess that needs to be, and, you know, I'll break with some decent passes as well.
0: I mean, for me, um, I mean, I haven't mentioned it to you, but, like, for me, the game really felt, or can be described as, you know, cattle being herded yeah. uh, by cowboys, because, you know, we, we had a few in, in, instances where United looked, did, uh, you know, overcome us with, like, so one, I think one long ball. And there was also a moment, like, later on that we'll still get to in the game, or a couple of moments later on. But, you know, that was about it because Arsenal was like guided way they want them to either play or then up the pressure to force them into errors and, and regain possession again because it's like, you know, when you see people like Roy Keane having a, a, a real gripe about what he saw in the game and later on I also saw Paul Scholes, I mean, okay, he wasn't so negative as a whole because, uh, look, Keen was like, you know, very vague to give us uh, really credit for the game. But I mean, Paul Scholes said straight up that game wasn't like won or could have been won or lost in the middle. And he said Arsenal just had the better manpower in the middle because they really showed how you're going to organize and, and control the game. Because I think people Pogba or Bruno Fernandes and, and 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 look, I still told you last week also, uh, McTominay and Fred were probably yes. one of the best midfield partnerships. But I mean, it's like they were probably on that high of the Leipzig game, and probably thought, okay, they don't have to go, you know, full or flat out against us. And the the sort of running and, and, and pressure that we were forcing onto them. I mean, even like if you go through their fullbacks also or the defense, they were losing the ball way too easy because every time they thought they could get like a second or third touch to the ball, there was one, uh, you know, white shirt on top of them.
1: Yeah, I know the, the, the one thing that Ian Wright said to me as well with party in the team, it's we've never had a player like that that can sense danger all the time. He's very quick to pick up when there's danger and he snuffs it out before the time. So definitely was, you know, a good, excellent. You know, we slate Arteta when, he, when he, we feel he's done something wrong, but yeah. definitely a very good midfield partnership that played and was the right choice to play together.
0: And I mean, the first half was very much, uh, you know, a a stalemate. Um, Actually, you know, the moment for me kind of felt like the sort of play that we had at Anfield in 89, where, you know, you could see they came in with a game plan and like they told themselves, if we keep the score and say like this at halftime, we know we can start, you know, upping the tempo, upping the pressure for that, that, you know, to, to kind of sneak a goal. And, you know, like, uh, so it looks at the ninth minute, I think uh, William it was, yeah, who ends up clipping the uh, crossbar. I mean, it was fantastic work by Yang and him on the, on, the, on the side of the pitch there, up on the right side. And then, of course, Saka then had also a free header that he missed. Um, I know there's conflicting like, things towards uh, Saka in this game, but I think it was really one of his off games because, look, we know what, we, what he's always capable of. And for me, almost like his mind was in, either elsewhere but, or, or the sort of style of game it was, was just not really meant for him.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it wasn't an unlike soccer performance. I think if he had to be on song, I mean, it could, have been a, it could have been a much tougher prospect for Man United because they were really struggling in this game.
0: Yeah, and in the second half, Arsenal, you could see now, you know, it was like a, a more... I want to say too adventurous or or maybe like, you know, going more forward and that, but not, you know, being reckless about it. It was, everything was very controlled. So even though they were attacking, because even if the ball was breaking, we always had that extra one or two people, you know, to to snuff out the danger from Rashford and Greenwood. So, you know, Arsenal then ends up, uh, you know, some fantastic interplay between Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette. But I mean, I think Aubameyang just ends up curling the ball away. Way past the post.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought that also was going to be a, a, a big moment. I thought, you know, we're not putting the chances away. You know, there's a possibility. You know you you know, I just, you know that feeling of United where they just come and, you know, eat you with a, a low below. And I thought it was coming
0: soon and we weren't going to take our chances. Then 68th minute turning point of the game. Uh, Pogba's kind of sleeping on his heels. Because one minute he's like looking at theater Balleran. And in that moment that he's looking towards towards where the ball uh, was going to be played, because William was already in control of the ball. In that time that he's looking away, Ballerun is already making a darting run behind him. And I think by the time the ball gets played by William and Pogba realizes, oh shit, there's a runner coming. When he just sticks out like a lazy foot, he ends up clipping Ballerun on the foot. Ballerun topples over, penalty Arsenal.
1: Yeah, clear penalty. I mean, there was no argument about it. And then, you know, Young, man of the hour, I mean, hasn't scored, I think he's on his longest scoring, um, scoreless streak in the in a league since it, 2014 at Dunez at Dortmund. And, you know, steps up and coolly lost. The, there was just no, no doubt about it. He just lost the penalty away and one all Arsenal a new dance, new party moves. Yeah,
0: I just want to also add to the listeners that that you were having a right moan to me about Aubameyang on this gold drought since he signed my contract. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just you know, I was just kind of keeping myself out of this hole because I know that many people, even I think sometime after you were mentioning it, then I ended up seeing a newspaper article as well where they go, is this sort of pressure now building onto you now that he's got the contract? And now, you know, you don't see him firing on all cylinders like you used to.
1: Yeah, at least he, he, he bagged his goal and I think Arsenal from that point on just started to pass the game. Yeah, Even I mean, more so.
0: United you know, made their flurry of changes. We did our but to kind of show up the game. And then I think 85th minute of Danny Beek, he ends up eating a shot, I was like a eating a shot across the box. It flicks, a, I mean, this was so freaky. it flicks off Elneny's shin. I think it smacks Leno in the face, right? And it eats the post, yes. bounces out.
1: Uh, and I think that, that, that was the biggest scare for me personally in the game because it sort of just showed how comfortable we were. As we know, we just kept on, you know, pulling United. Almost out thought and out-fought.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Arsenal didn't see out the game, the old traditional 1-0 to the Arsenal, but, you know, tip my hat off to uh, Gabriel, uh, Robleson, El Neni, because, I mean, the three of them were uh, literally running the socks off.
1: Yeah, and, and nothing could get past Gabriel. Like, you could see um, Rashford goes past most defenders, but Gabriel just had him in his back pocket.
0: I mean, I remember still asking my friends at full time on that Facebook Arsenal group where, you know, was Bruno Fernandes playing? Because, like, not as a like sarcastic, thing, because it's like he did not hear He's you know, the commentator really mentioning for the majority of the game.
1: You're just lucky you didn't have to step up for a penalty because that's really you would probably end up hearing his name.
0: Yeah. So uh we switch our attention into the Europa League fixture. Arsenal versus Molder. Uh the top two of Group B. Arsenal of course made a number of changes. I was really surprised that uh Runason was not chosen. Um, me too. But I think <laughs> I think something that you know that we actually know Pepe uh Pepe uh Pep Guardiola for where even if it was Carabao Cup, and, and he knows, say, a team could be dangerous. And look, they were also unbeaten on the night with us. Yeah. Um, they they could still be a danger. And he, like, the same way Pip would do it. Arteta also, went, you know, sort of full strength with his, like, you know, taking his number one keeper, and and you know, making whatever changes, but also still keeping their seniority in the squad.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, David Luiz coming in was a good thing as as well. Like, just to minutes and his part and add some experience to the back line.
0: Yeah, so um Molde, of course looked very confident come uh, you know going to the game as as a tick off. I was really surprised because we were also allowing them to dictate the play, you know, really knock the ball about and not we weren't really doing any pressing and that, And I, to be honest, I was getting a bit concerned because I was still telling my kids oh, yeah, this could be like, you know, uh run of the most sort of game. But when I started seeing them really, you know, knocking it out, running into little spaces, you know, putting our players all apart. And I think our approach also, uh, oh, the problem I actually had with our approach, we were way too nonchalant in those game.
1: A quick question, was, was Reece Nelson injured? Or... He was but not injured it... at
0: all, because uh, the squad, the, the lineup was full with subs as well, so it looks like either he had an injury or was just cut from the squad. Completed. Because he
1: was probably one of the top performers in the previous you know, Europa League game for me personally. So it was quite a shock to you know, not see him in the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was actually also missing him because I really thought, you know, this was a sort of game for him to to step up. Because, especially if you look at that first 35-40 minutes, uh, Pepe was really becoming, you know, a frustrating for whoever was watching. Yes, him. Because... You know, when you have a, a team, look, Mulder aren't, uh, you know, almost like what, say world eaters or whatever. But I mean, when you see your supposed top guy at your club, uh, you know, can't get past the fullback and he's getting, you know, the ball taken off him and robbed constantly and, and stuff like that, or kind of lazily running and, and losing control. I honestly thought that you would be hauled off at off time. That was, I mean, yeah. My, I thought.
1: Yeah, you hi, know, the same thing. And I mean, it, it, it seemed like there's the. This, we were into a frustrating night just the way the players were playing. It's like it was a bit labored. Yeah.
0: And then, 22nd minute, Martin Ellingson fires in a fantastic goal after Arsenal getting themselves again caught in a muddle when Leno plays the ball out, I think, straight to the halfway line, which is like intercepted. Ball gets played out wide. Uh, another one that was, uh, you know, it was like bad, bad of a night, Colasinac. He's not. Anyway, close to closing down, and there's already a gap between uh, you know, the one that was playing outside left and him, so he's like standing between the devil and deep Lucy. And the ball just gets <laughs> by this guy, um, that Ellingson, and he you know, he eats a, a, a ball across you know to the far corner. And you can see Leno, I mean, the one that he also picked up like you know, having played as a goalkeeper, and you can actually see he did not know exactly where he was when after yes. that, that we're clear because by the time that shot gets taken. He's really surprised at where it actually lands and we could have still made it uh, ground because look, he didn't look behind him to see where his goal was, so you could see he was totally caught out of position.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, one all done, you thinking, oh, another night like that with 19 Vienna where yes. you know we just went up for it and you know get punished for not being up. And Mulder actually looked the better side for me personally, like. When they're scoring the girl and I thought, you know, while there's there's no complaints about this.
0: I mean, what what really frustrated me a bit was, um, actually, especially first off, and I was just thinking, there's also something I wanted to talk to you in private, but I forgot to message you still last night. But I I really thought to myself, you know, I actually wish Arteta would get that sort of mix right or the blend right that he wants from the get go, and it's like, it's like they don't start like you want them to start because. You know, you know, what sort of quality we have of players, but it's like you want them to, like, especially like this. I'm not saying, you know, when you're playing, uh, say, uh, Man United, I'm not sorry, no, uh, like a Man City or Liverpool to play that way. But if you know you're going in as this, like, superior team, then go for it and, 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 you know, show them who's the boss on the pitch. I mean, it's I was yeah. like, well... But it's like we, we play this slow, whatever. And, and uh, what, what for me was so. Ironic or iconic, also, you see this team in blue and they're playing the same way Leicester were doing in that first 30 minutes. Yes. and they're just sitting and they're sitting in like we try, like, let me put pass one way and it's okay, we're not going to get the channel here, so we're going to go the other way. And then it's, it's blocked in and we're going to try down the middle, then it's also blocked. So we go back to our half again, and I think, oh man, it's just Is this going to not play out like that? Leicester game all over.
1: We just didn't have any forward really players that wanted to drive the team forward. Yeah. And I think we, we were we were missing that we need a like that guy, I'm not quite pronounced his name, I think properly of um was it the Renz that you speak, that youngster. Oh the Renser.
0: It was
1: Yes. Because you said he just drives the team forward. So you kind of need a a, a Thomas Partey part yeah. two yeah. in the in the, the Europa League side and um, you know, those Carabao Cup sides against the lesser teams to just kind of get that same impact. You're not kind of changing that whole system completely. I mean, probably having Shaka and Sebayos and Alnini and parties like chalk and cheese in the middle of the park at the moment.
0: And I mean, now that that goal was just into our kick's on Arsenal, like a real kick up the backside as well. But I mean, we're also getting kind of desperate in that, that uh, between so the 25th or uh, 35th minute where we were not just starting to eat pots pot from long range, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, take it calm, rather you know, get at positions, or, or just try something different. Because look, you're not going to get away with, say, the eye of the needle type stuff. Yeah. So do the, a bit of lofted passes or something, just to uh, mix it up. Because there, you can see a lot of the times we were getting kind of not rushed, really, but frustrated because we were trying too hard and it was like we were failing. And also, there was moments where we were you Know we should have released a bit faster, was trying to hang on the ball too long, and you know, was kind of also getting on, on my nerves somewhat.
1: Yeah, you man, and were just working on my nerves in that off with Pepper included. I was like, Come on, guys, you, there, there's so much more potential in there. Like, this is your chance, show why you, you know, should at least get the a spot in the bench or you know, knock on that first team door.
0: And in the 44th minute, Nketiah then has a goal, off, <laughs> which is actually wrong. Because it actually shows that Wallach was offside, but yeah. he was not interfering with play. And uh, since there's no VAR using the group stage, which I find totally stupid by UEFA, so that goal was chopped off.
1: It's typical Arsenal's like We're always on the other side of VAR with it. You know, it should be given, not be given. We're always on the wrong side of VAR.
0: Yeah. Then finally, the 45th minute, like first minute of injury time as well, uh, Mulder has a corner. They it was kind of weak because it was like really in the middle. We are main defenders where the ball gets cleared. William ends up leading the charge on the counter. You know, Arsenal really starts spreading the play because Xhaka, of all people, Mr. Sand runner, <laughs> down the middle. I'm thinking, isn't is like the wrong guy to have on the ball? But I mean, he keeps himself composed. He holds I think, about two challenges. He then plays in Edin Ketia out on the right wing who, you know, plays an immediate foot, like, takes a few steps going forward, cuts the ball to to Willock, and I think under pressure, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, I think got his name here. Oh, yeah, Christopher Haugen. He ends up getting ahead of Willock, but, you know, he ends up just bundling the ball past his own keeper. What a lucky one-one.
1: Yeah, I think Willock was the nicest assist. I think Katie has worked pressure, and, I mean, the two people that, that too, we've been keeping a tough time, you know, once again, delivered at the good. So, I think it's starting to work. Whatever we slate on the, or oh, criticise on the podcast, seems to, you know, spark some fire into the next game.
0: Okay, now, right there, I want to say that you're somewhat wrong because <laughs> in the second half of the fourth minute, Colosinac ends up getting a chance. And <laughs> three yards out, and he it's over, over the ball without the goalkeeper in the-
1: We haven't criticized him enough. I'm sure uh, we need to, you know, beef it up a bit because I think, you know, as we go on in the game, you'll see the people that we always make mention of seem to just be kind of doing the things. Even Saka took it personally now with what you said about his performance at Man United.
0: And I mean, like, I really thought. I mean, I think I still stood up, and I think this is like easy, and I just seem like. And I'm thinking, I mean, of all things, I mean, if you, even if you're left back and you're kicking the ball with the right foot, I mean, you're going to do something almost like getting yourself over the ball instead of yeah. in back and, you know, score. With your
1: weaker foot as well.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned, um, Mulder then made a half time substitution share of Senyan. And I mean, he ends up, you know, kind of low key until <laughs> the 62nd minute. I mean, <laughs> Wolak, I believe. Yes, Wolak so again, yes. Pius across the box. And <laughs> that senior guy ends up heading past his own keeper. 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah, I
1: think that from there, we just relaxed and it was cruise control from that point on.
0: Yeah. Then Saka and Cedric then came on for William and Ainsley Michael Niles. I mean, both of them in general were kind of low-key. I mean, for me, I yeah. only remembered him, uh, you know, being in that uh, move for the goal. And Maitland-Niles was not doing that much that, you know, uh, no really standout performance because you can actually see when when Cedric came on, we were actually venturing more forward and, and yes. more threatening on that right side.
1: Yeah, the those outs did also kind of spark a bit more energy into the team in general, like, especially bringing Saka on. It seemed like you said this type of game relative to that Old Trafford match.
0: In the 69th minute, Pepe then makes a, scores a fantastic goal after great work by Saka who, you know, ends up going on this mazy run down the left, eats the ball across. And I mean for me, what what reminded me of the the Pepe finish, um I don't know if you remember where I was telling tell you I Burkham used to say when you use the the defender to shield the, yeah. the not shield but to to hide the ball from the keeper. And then you just see it, you place the ball. And I mean, you could see that goalkeeper could not see anything by the time the ball went into the net. You could still see him like punch the ground when it's like, I couldn't see the ball because that Sinjar <laughs> uh, was standing right in front of him.
1: Yeah, and um, Pepe is a straight-up goal. He likes that late run, like it, they're just placing the ball.
0: Yeah. Arsenal now made another batch of substitutions where they brought on Tierney and El Nini for Xhaka and Ceballos. I mean, I think Xhaka was also quite low-key. Wasn't that, I mean, for me at times he was also getting caught up quite high up the pitch, even though he was playing in that uh, defensive role. And Sebayos, I don't know, he was doing a bit of nice passes, but I don't know, when you when you see the sort of marker that, that um, Partey has set or Elneny has set, you're actually trying to hold into that sort of standard now and, and yes. see that really. Yeah, no, that,
1: that used to, it like, yeah I know mean, that. there's like you're having that higher expectations now, so you expect better.
0: Yeah. So 88th uh, minute, Willock then ends up making it 4-1. Again, great work by Alneny, allowing him to get that chance in the box. He used some great control and strength because look at centre-back of Moldo's also leaning into him, and he ends up just smashing the wall past the keeper. 4-1 Arsenal and... Yeah, z- quite an uh,
1: emphatic finish Yeah, Sorry to interrupt, yeah. But quite an emphatic, emphatic finish by Joe Willock.
0: Yeah, because I think now it's just down to... You know, seeing off the game at at, uh, at Molde in about, what's it, two and a half weeks time.
1: Oh, so there's a break now? Yeah, a break now. Okay. Well, okay.
0: Um, I still think, you know, after that one game uh, in Molde, I think we should now see the game off there. And then, you know, you can at least have more youngsters than coming. Because, I mean, I'm really curious to see, um, say, someone like Balogun or, or, you know, some of the other youngsters or Smith Rowe trying to play himself back in the squad again. Yeah,
1: that
0: we got nice to see. So then now we start slowing down the podcast as we round off now. Arsenal um, Aston Villa on Sunday, uh, late kickoff. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of the Sunday. Me too.
1: Late that's late Sunday kickoff, not the best, you know. You
0: so look, nah. Aston Villa, fantastic, had a fantastic start to the season, but now it's almost like everything has now come, to kind of ground to a halt because uh, they they've now. Uh, Lost like two on the bounce, and I mean conceded some like
1: uh, what was it, seven goals in two games. Yeah, so so they they're, they're struggling quite a bit now, and things aren't coming up for them. But their attack is still very dangerous. I mean, Jack Relish will still so probably I think pull the strings, and that Watkins uh, seems to be you know they they lead man up front. But you know, for me, Martinez, I think uh, probably going to prove a point.
0: I mean, look, Ross Barkley also. I mean, it surprised me because look, he's come off for a lot of flak, you know, at Chelsea. It's not really come off for him there. He's now moved on to to uh, Aston Villa, and I mean, he actually looks a kind of different player. Almost like the Ross Barkley that everybody knew that when he was at Everton.
1: Yeah, he, he on his day he can be very dangerous, and he's given Arsenal always a tough time when he was at Everton.
0: So I mean, look, look both teams going to the game, uh, same uh, number of points. And I mean, I I really think Arsenal should also use this game to, you know, sort of uh, use as a kind of springboard in the league. Because, I mean, we're on 12 points now. I mean, three points, we're up to 15, which is already uh, second place. Leicester have that amount of points. So, you know, you never know how things are going to pay now.
1: There's two big games, Everton Man United and um Leicester. Man City and Liverpool this weekend. So, you know, playing the last game of the weekend, you have an opportunity to look at the league and say, okay, three points tonight and we'll end up over
0: here. And you know what is scary? I'm like, I'm just going through like the stats now of of Aston Villa. I mean, you've got Jack uh, uh, Greenwich. eh? He's like uh, the uh, top player in in the ratings, like average of eight per game. His goals, his top scorer there, assists top there. So, I mean... uh, we already know which guy we're going to have to watch out for. And I mean, the, the, the one next in line is Ollie Watkins because yes. he's come out of nowhere, really. And, and the way he's now hit it off there. Because, uh, uh, look, he's already come off that, that move from Brentford. And it's like he's just stepping up now in, into this, like the big scene now. And it's like, what, 10 games, 7 goals?
1: Yeah, he's putting in like a glove. So it's going to be an interesting prospect also, you know, coming up against Gabriel as well. new thing, going to be able to see how well it deals with it. But I'm confident we'll get the results. I'm probably thinking we could probably... I don't want to say that maybe we'll concede one, but I'm thinking a 3-1 win Arsenal perhaps.
0: Yeah. I mean, I actually want to go on uh, this run also with the league where we actually now uh, get a run of of clean sheets now before the break. Because, look, it's been a while since we had, or we're going to an international break with a a decent run of results. Because for me, it's always a stumbling block always just leading up to it. Yes. It's always like frustrating because I want us to go like you know have that sort of positivity, take it into you know the the like, of, like after the two week break and I mean by the time we return, it's in a waiter to Leeds.
1: Oh, it's the two week break is the last game before the two week break?
0: Yeah, because the uh, uh. we played our Villa Sunday 8th of November. The next league game is 22nd of November. Uh, okay, it's still a long way away. <laughs> but I mean, for me, sometimes I don't know how you feel about it, but for me. You know, uh, this, this uh, Nations League becomes more of a distraction than anything. Yeah. Because especially now with this COVID thing, you don't know what these guys are now. You know, if, if somebody from another club has this whole thing, and then yes. this one is shut down and that one is shut down, and uh, it's infuriating. And
1: it impacts your title, you know, top four race, you know, prosperous. I guess it adds a new dynamic now to the to the various races with you are top four or going for the title. Yeah.
0: Uh, Do you have anything more to add?
1: No, nothing from my side.
0: Okay. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Hopefully, you come away with the three points. Come on, you gunners.
1: Yeah, let's go, guys. Get the three points.